Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I'm medium, old. On all three of them, actually. I, not that I really think. Yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Daniel Baldwin, and welcome to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Josh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Daniel. What's happening, brother? Dude, I'm still flying high. Still we, flying high off a big Friday win. We are flying high <laughs> after upsetting number two, Clemson, here at the Dome. Hey, listen, uh, studio line is 315-437-7644. 315-437-7644. Give us a shout. We'll put you on air with a question that you need desperately answered. Or the text line, 315 288 0644 315-288-0644. If you've got a frog in your throat, go ahead and hit those digits with your fingers. I saw you tweeting live from the game. I was tweeting live from the game. You can tweet us too, by the way, at ESPN Syracuse. Tweet us at ESPN Syracuse, and we'll field your questions that way. Let's talk about big Friday night lights, my friend. Holy cow. The great one, as he sat here poised four hours before, yeah. predicting... That if we can score early, Syracuse will shock the world! All week long, Daniel Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, did say if they get off to an early start, they're going to win the game. And what happened? It smells like victory. Mm. That's what it smells yes, like. Yes, it does. Well, let's talk Let's talk about the game specifically. I was really, really impressed with when you look at the kind of pressure you take off a coach and you take off a, a quarterback by gaining five, six, and seven yards on first down running the ball. I could not believe how they pushed their defensive line and handled them up front. My hat's off and my MVP of this game is for the offensive line at Syracuse University. They really did a stellar job. They, they, did, really did. they did a hell of a job, and they really they ran. They went to the speed that they were told they had to do. They had to play fast to win. And they played really, really fast. They tired out Clemson. They did. They did. They beat him up. I didn't think that that was going to be uh, uh, the case. I thought that Clemson was going to be pretty deep as far as size-wise and and number of athletes that they could throw out there. But I have to say, too, exactly what I thought would happen. You know, you look past certain teams. You know, you, you look at a team, and no longer is that going to be possible now. There's some, there's some negatives that come from Syracuse winning this game, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I mean. They are the mantra in every Division One locker room, and every locker room around the country, meaning this. Remember what Syracuse did to Clemson because they weren't ready. They're going to be using this game, coaches, as an example of don't look past when you've got a Wake Forest or a Boston College coming in. Obviously, when you're Syracuse and you're on the road going to Miami, who's ranked number eight right now, you know you're up against it. You're on the road. You're a nationally ranked team. They're 5-0. and They'd be 6-0 and if they weren't washed out due to the hurricane against Arkansas State. So, you know, they no one's going to look past them again. No one's going to look past them. I think what uh, uh, the, the biggest takeaway is from this, and I heard a woman say this at the eye doctor. That's where I get all my information. Wow. An elderly woman at the eye doctor said the phrase, if they can beat Clemson, they can beat anybody. 
Well, that's true. And, you know, there's the famous Al Pacino movie on any given Sunday. Well, this was on any given Friday night. And sure enough, Syracuse shocks the world with the biggest upsets. I think they said uh, uh, the defeat of Nebraska in 84. Yeah. Um, But, you know, what, what, what I worry about, too, though, is... How do you, as Syracuse, you, you have some momentum, you've proven to some young kids that you can beat anybody. I mean, by beating Clemson, you've proven you can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, they could beat Alabama if they played like that. Mm-hmm. But, but how, do you, how do you match up with that? How do you stay with that intensity when you go down on the road against a hungry Miami team who's now a viable option to go to the BCS? I think that you've got to play fast. Eric Dungy, by the way, I mean, can that kid get better every game? He gets better and better running the ball. He was getting off the passes he needed to get off. Um, I think that they've got to play with that with that speed. Going down to Florida this weekend, you're right. They've they've got to keep that speed up, and that's how they went. Yeah, they did. when you looked at the defenses that Clemson, they didn't even have time. They were on the line of scrimmage quickly. Gaining yardage, losing yardage, it didn't matter what happened. Eric they Dungy were, threw a shoe once. He was so rushed to get up. <laughs> he, he threw did, a shoe. He, he did throw a shoe, yeah. didn't he? I he did. That. I saw that. Um, but I like the fact that they keep you off balance with that constant attack. It just comes at you. And that's why I think also you're able to get, you know, in the first quarter he had like a 67-yard touchdown pass, and the guy was wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just wide open. That's how you catch a defense sleeping a little bit. When you're set up and you're going that quickly, which is, you know, what Dino came in to do. He came in to instill this offense, and they're learning it faster than I thought they would. You know, they're a threat. They're a legitimate threat. When I look down the road at who they have to play right now, there's two givens. They've got to beat Wake, and they've got to beat Boston College in the last game of the season. Those two are givens. They have to take those two. Then they have three very difficult road games. They're up against Miami next week. Then they follow that with Florida State, which throw out Florida State's record right now. Any team playing at Florida State is going to be a tough game. You're, you're in their backyard. They're loud. They're, they're very, very aggressive there. So they've got that game. And they've got Louisville on the road, who is also a powerhouse in the last five years. So, you know, I think they've got to win one of those three games. They've got to win the definite two, Wake Forest and Boston College. And if they can grab one of those three on the road, that puts them poised for a pretty good bowl game, I think, with seven wins. Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN Radio 97-7-101 Syracuse. Do you think it was silly of Clemson to play Kelly Bryant? He looked like he was going to be hurt long-term at one point during that game. I'll tell you when I knew the game was over. I was with the great Ed Levine in his box at Absolutely. the game. And, uh, and, and we were watching the game. And, and, of course, Nostra Daniel on his first show had come out of the box hot. <laughs> he came out swinging. I was taking no prisoners. I put the reputation on the line. And I said, number 76 Syracuse to beat number two Clemson defending national champion. And, of course, as the great one does, the gases they formed in the bowl and sure enough, there it was. I smelt the victory, and it mm-hmm. happened. So now with that said, uh, the game was definitely in question the, the entire second half. Uh, when they chose to fake the punt, Clemson, with four and a half minutes left, that was like throwing up a white flag and coming out of the foxhole and waving your hands at the enemy to me because it told me that he did not believe that his defense could hold them, and that ball would have been at least on the 20, if not inside the 20-yard line with four and a half minutes left, which means you probably have – a couple of opportunities to stop them. You could even give up a first down and get the ball back. He didn't. He decided to take a red shirt freshman punter 
and put him in a game, roll him out to the right where he was supposed to kick the ball unless the receiver was wide open. He waited too long. He floated a pass in traffic on triple coverage, and, of course, he didn't succeed. And that was a ball game right there. Syracuse still needed to execute a first down, which they did. But, I mean, that told me that he did this. That's not the way a national champion treats his defense. I, I, I really feel that that was a, a crucial error in the game that the coach of Clemson decided that he was going to go with a fake punt. I thought that was a terrible, terrible call. And, of, it, and, it, and it cost him the game, I thought. One of the biggest, uh, uh, I, I would say, I guess the, the thing that's upsetting the Clemson Tiger fans the most is that he came in to the Syracuse Crunch locker room following the game to congratulate Dino Babers and his team, and Clemson Tiger fans are saying, well, how dare you go in the other locker room? In your history as a football player I mean, and watching football, is it really that odd to go into another locker room, especially a, a, a victory like that, a David and Goliath victory, to go in and congratulate the other team? Well, you know, I'll say this. I don't know if they – it could also be did he not get to exchange with him on the field mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or, or what's their history? Do they know each other so that for this particular coach – but I would say it's unusual, unless it's a Super Bowl or yeah. something, that you go over to a, to on the road to a team's locker room and congratulate someone about about, about a win. Um, so so, but I'm not, I'm not uh, you know disgusted with it or anything. The Clemson Tiger fans were very upset that he did that. Well, you know what? They're licking their wounds right now. Yeah. When you when you're bleeding and crawling back into your foxhole, it's easy to criticize, isn't it? Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Another topic, as far as head coaches go. You can go back a week, Daniel, and everyone says, oh, Babers, get rid of him. Get rid of him. Now, this week, everyone is saying, oh, Babers, he's, we're, we're not going to pay him enough. He's going to leave us. <laughs> he's he's going to leave us. What are we doing? Yeah, he he, he coached a team to beat Clemson. He's going to leave us. He's going to coach Clemson next year. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> do, you, do we have that fear, do you think? No. You know, I, I, I think he also understands this is just one win. You mm-hmm. know, this is one win. I think that uh, for a coach to come in, and I said this on our show on Friday, you know, you really can't tell the true effect of this coach, what his legacy is going to be, and how successful this program is going to grow underneath his tutelage until you've seen his recruits start to play down in and down out. Now, this is his second year, so only guys that are freshmen and sophomores are guys that he's, that he's recruited. Next year, he'll have three years worth. and the fu- So in year four and five, that's when you really find out. Because, you know, he runs a different kind of offense. He comes at you fast and furious. He wants fast receivers. He wants running backs that not, not necessarily are going to power you over, but that can cut against, you know, the grain, you know, slashing kind of running. Um, so he, he doesn't have his horses in the stable yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he has his guys in and then he wins a national championship or, or comes in a couple of 10-win seasons, yeah, you better watch out. He might want to go somewhere else, you know, unless Syracuse ups the ante and keeps him here. I saw people tweeting earlier before the show. I think it was uh, they were talking with uh, maybe Orange Nation or uh, in the booth right before us saying how much, I think it's 30 or $35 million that, that SC will get off of the ACC deal and we're not paying our coaches enough. And I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount of money it's going to take a coach to come to Syracuse. But I think once you make it a winning program, that number changes. Well, there's also a lot of um, there's a lot of thought to the size of the pond and what fish you want to be in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't think that people offer Jim Beheim spots at Duke spots. At, you know, I mean, I'm sure they did. I, I don't think Jim, because the kind of a classy guy he is, mm-hmm. advertised that he got another call from Kentucky. Yeah. But you know, when other these big programs that are significantly bigger than Syracuse on average, you yeah. know, there's a Kansas job is in the top ten. Every single season. So, and a guy like Jim Beheim is is 
revered as one of the best in the business. And yet he stayed loyal to be here at Syracuse. This is where he's going to retire and finish his career. And God bless him for doing that. But I'm sure he's passed up on a lot of, remember, it's the subsidiary income that you make. When you, when you turn around and you're selling you know, restaurants and cars and insurance and doing stuff on the side, and you're doing that at St. John's in New York City, or you're doing that at Duke, mm-hmm. or you're doing, those guys are getting paid millions of dollars in yeah. advertising. It's like, it's like the same as my theory about LeBron. Watch out, because if LeBron James doesn't go back to Miami, go to Chicago, L.A., or, believe it or not, the New York Knicks after this year, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked that he doesn't go for that. Where else would you want to go but to the New York Knicks and elevate them already to a playoff threat in a division that stinks so that you could probably take them all the way to the NBA Finals? Do you know what that endorsement deal for that Nike shoe goes for? You have have 14 million people, and 2 million of them are going to buy you shoes just in Manhattan alone. So, you know, that, that's the name of the game. Michael Jordan in Chicago. Michael could have played for other people bigger than Chicago. He could play for the Lakers. He could play for whoever he wanted to. But he stayed there because the market was big enough. Will Cleveland hold LeBron? No. Will, will Syracuse hold Dino? I should think that if he builds a good program and wants to have a legacy behind him, or maybe he jumps ship, I don't know. But certainly, one thing for sure, if he wins nine games a year for the next four years, you know, after this season, you're going to have to up the ante to keep him here because people are going to pick his pocket and offer him a lot of dough to Well, move. because they've seen him turn programs around. That's what he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he's, he builds them. What does this do for recruits, Daniel? I mean, this is a major win. Friday night, only game on ESPN until, the obviously, the California game after that, but... What does this do? You got the kids who might not want to come up from the South, but up in the Northeast. I mean, this this has to make Syracuse the only game in Well, I don't town. believe I don't believe that um, even a super successful. I mean, you'd have to be a national uh, a title holder or or vying for a national title multiple years to bring somebody up to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. We do have a dome, which is a great thing to be able to say. Not many college football teams can say we have our own dome, yeah. and we don't share it with an NBA or, or a major baseball franchise. Yeah. It's ours. Yeah. So that's a big attraction. At the end of the day, though, it's snowing five months out of the year, and you're a kid that grew up in the South, and when you're off from school, you want to walk around in 75-degree weather, and you go, I can go to Syracuse or I can go to Miami. So... Pulling the kids from the South is probably not a very realistic thing. What we really need to concentrate on is not letting kids from the Northeast escape this program. So they're used to the weather. So who's going to draw against Syracuse? Boston College is a Division I program that's north of us. Very few after that. Penn State, you go just west of us. That I'd say Penn State, Syracuse, BC. You know, then you have to start going south before you find D1 programs that, that play in the same league as us. So if we can concentrate on making sure we don't let star athletes leave the state of New York, we can grab a couple from the borders in Pennsylvania and everything north of us by building a successful program. I think Dino's happy with that. I think he's happy not letting the kid from Boston go all the way down to Miami or go down to North Carolina or something like that. And we keep that kid here because we have a successful program. We're going to build the dynasty here. Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN Radio. We are talking Clemson, obviously, but a lot to get to today. Yankees down two against the Astros. We'll get to that. We will talk NFL as we head down. uh, uh, The Giants won a game. (laughs) We'll We'll get to that. And a whole bunch more. How do you get involved? Quite simple. 315-437-7644. If you want to talk to Daniel directly on the phone, text line 315-288-0644. And, of course, Twitter, at ESPN Syracuse. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. 
Sunday, the Giants are at MetLife against the Seahawks. Pre-game at 325. Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. Stop the clock. Victory formation again with 16 seconds to go. And Dungey takes one more knee. The Orange pour out out of the field. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange lead the entire game and hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson, winners of 11 in a row. The final score is the Cuse 27, Clemson 24. What about that Loud House tonight? that pitch back in the old U.S. Hockey Olympics. And speaking of which, I heard we have news. We do have news, and it's it's coming on the backside of talking about salary and paying coaches and whatnot. So Rick Pitino is officially out now. We, we saw this coming, uh, but news just broke right now that the school board has voted to release him. He's fired. He's gone. Highest paid coach at $7.8 million a year. Two questions for you, Daniel. And I think that you know more about Rick Pitino than you're allowed to talk about here on the air. But <laughs> two things. Who hires him? I guess where could he go and who could afford him? Okay, well, you know, first of all, let me say this is reminiscent of me, uh, to me, of, um, of, of Paterno. You know, I mean, when, when Joe Pa went out, what a terrible way for him to go out. I don't believe that's going to be the case here. Because um, there's two words that you need to remember when it comes to this scenario, and they are Rick Pitino. So the guy, he delivers. He's a great coach. You, you know, he's, he's definitely done some things uh, uh, in the public eye that are more than questionable. I don't know what his legal involvement is, and nor would I speak of that until I have the facts in front of me and, 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 and the jury has decided what their, what their favor is going to be. But in as far as his coaching ability is concerned, I doubt that he's going to take some low-level Division One program to try to prove himself. I think somebody who is, you know, take a look at like a Memphis State, you know, take a look at a team that has been there before, or a Seton Hall, you know, somebody who has threatened Providence, you know, that wants a coach that's going to immediately bring them some cachet and some attention. I think it's tough to keep Rick off the bench. I think he's going to coach again, and I believe he'll be back. Maybe he takes the season off. Um, he's not going to be in a booth, that's for sure. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to. That'd be even harder for him to do right now. But will he coach again? Look at Tarkanian. Look at some of these other guys. You know, there was the uh, um, the Shashevsky. Uh, he just disappeared one season, and no one ever knew why. What happened down in Duke? And no, he'll be back for sure. There's those that can rebound, and those and those that can't. How do you take a career like his? And clean it up to the point of where you will be the Rick Pitino that you were, uh, I guess, just a few months ago, essentially. Well, I mean, uh, uh, provided that, you know, allegations that have been put forth, you know, he's not, listen, that one of the greatest things ever was Richard Nixon was, you know, was in, almost impeached uh, and stepped down because of three guys robbed a hotel room. 
But Ronald Reagan said, I don't even know who Oliver North is. And he traded hundreds of millions of dollars worth of arms to terrorists. And, 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 and nothing, nothing mm-hmm. really happened to him because yeah. he said, well, I didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, it's, if Rick is going to be in a position where they can prove he did things that were illegal, it's going to be a longer road for him. If it was one of those, like I said before about our great coach here in Syracuse, how much is your responsibility? How much of it are you supposed to be accountable for when people underneath you, you can't possibly govern all of them? So I think a lot of it will be when the details come out and we'll find out exactly how deeply involved he is in any improprieties. Al Michaels last night, changing gears a little bit here. You're listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse. You missed it, by the way. That's why I did the Miracles in Hockey. That was Al Michaels that said that. Oh! Oh! Do you believe in miracles? Al Michaels had to apologize within the same game. Usually these apologies have to come out Within a day or two, uh-huh. this one was in the same game, and maybe you'll know more of the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes down with this. If you haven't heard the call, it was yesterday. He's talking about the Giants, and here, go ahead, Joe. I mean, let's face it, the Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> and they're up by 14 points. Only my L.A. guy comes up with that Well, one. you know. There you go. All you have to do is read the papers. Any paper. <laughs> Back in Denver. Sorry I made a reference earlier before. Sorry to be a little flip about uh, somebody obviously very much in the news all over the country and was not meant in that manner. So uh, my apologies. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it <laughs> I don't know about you, Daniel, but I love apology videos and I love apology clips. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I, I heard about the uh, the comment. Yeah. I wasn't taken aback by it very much. I mean, it is very prevalent in the news right now. And I don't believe that Al Michaels for one minute meant to slight any of the women that have made the allegations or the seriousness of the allegations. You know, it, it is prevalent in the news right now. So his reference to that. But the apology was really half-baked, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was literally like he got a text message from exactly. the head of the network that said, Hey, Bozo, apologize before we get sued. Yeah. And I didn't mean to do it. I'm <laughs> sorry that I said that I think that, uh, you know, the hockey team is terrible. And blah, blah. So, you know, yeah, that, that was fine. But, you know, I, I, on a brighter note, I actually auditioned once Ooh. for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And up until now, I couldn't understand why he was running around in a robe chasing me, calling me Gwyneth. Oh, no. And now I understand why. <laughs> now I get it. Hi! Hello, Gwyneth Baldwin in well, the did house. You, did you get the role, Daniel? I, you know what? I didn't even get the role. Oh, my God. I didn't get the role. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what's he the problem? He grabbed me, he groped me, and he said, you're not Gwyneth. Oh, my God. Daniel Baldwin. Yes. You're making your apology here anytime. <laughs> I, and I, I just got a, I just got a Go notation ahead. from the great Ed Levine saying, yeah. Baldwin, you surely aren't Gwyneth. You're out. You're fired. <laughs> I'd like to apologize. I'd like uh, to apologize uh, to all oh, the yeah. people and the members of the Academy. <laughs> At ESPN Syracuse. If you'd like to demand Daniel Baldwin make an apology, you can call in right now. 315-437-7644. Of course, the text line is wide open. 315 288 Four, four, you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? Bob was Susan of uh, ESPN and the New York Jets. Admitting your goof is a lot better than alibying out something that everyone knows you screwed up. I mean, if the whole world knows you screwed up, to go in front of everyone afterwards and say, I was worried about the rhythm of my pitcher. <laughs> we didn't bring you on to talk baseball, but I, well, I could. I mean, it's exciting stuff. In the Booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Syracuse football plays here. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Orange. 
ESPN AM 1200. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hello! Mm. Let's talk a little football, my friend. Uh, the New York Giants are 1-5. and five. They won a game. They did win a game. They snuck one in, in Denver. Uh, they're coming up against the Seahawks at home in what I think is a season-ender uh, if they can't win this game. They've got to win at home now, and they've got to turn this around to make it respectable. Remember, in that division, winning nine games can win you the division. I mean, so, yeah. you know, if they and, – and they've done this before where they've started, you know, shaky, three and three, four and four. But one and five, no, they've got to win this game. They've got to go to two and five, and they've got to start building off of that. Um, I like the Giants at home. Uh, I think that they have to win, and because their season is in the balance, I think, I, I think uh, you know, for Eli to go out in this way, and believe me, if he goes out in a dismal year, I don't think he comes back next year. I think you think this is it? I think he would have to hang it up. If he can even turn this into a 500 year, um, you know, he might come out for the swan song, uh, you know, as his brother did. I, I don't think he'll trade to another team. But they'll be calling for his head if they come in anything less than 8-8. Eight and eight, you know? Especially hard loss in Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... So uh, um, the Giants in a must-win. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills are a bit of a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. And they've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bills are three and two, and I believe also um, for a team that's on the rise uh, with the schedule that they have right now, with Oakland coming afterwards, uh, the Bills have to win this game. The Bills have to win this game. But in tonight's game, in tonight's game, do you believe? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. And the Great One, as he throws the mist and is vastly kissed, <laughs> will tell you that in Nashville, the Colts will take the seven and a half points and make you some gelt. This is Nostra Daniel. And the Great think, One has spoken. Translation? <laughs> yeah, so what's that mean there, Nostra Daniel? Nostra Daniel is Daniel. saying take the seven and a half points on the road with the Indianapolis Colts and run. Run, run, run. Remember I said that word run when you checked the rushing yardage in this game. Did you watch any of the, uh, the Jets coverage? I don't know if you saw the clip. Fumble, touchdown, not a touchdown. One of the worst calls ever, according to some of the people that I listen to. Yeah, I, you know... I hate instant replay. There's in the beginning, there was a part of me, you know, obviously when it overturns a decision for a team that you've got money on or a team that you're a fan of, you suddenly go, "How brilliant is it to do that?" But I think it takes the referees out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, human error is part of it. Guys throw interceptions. Guys make bad choices, and referees make mistakes too. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, maybe if we were to. Uh, just limit it to reviewing the last two minutes that has to do with the outcome of the game or something. But just throwing a flag out and trying to and 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 eating up as much time as it does. You already go. You know, it was interesting because I'm used to it in, at a professional level when you watch teams have to stop play because of commercial time. But w- one of the things that really could have cost Syracuse in this game was the ESPN television times that they had to take. Because it slows down their momentum. Yeah, that's right. They're a momentum team. So when they're on offense and they start on their own 20 and they've charged 45 yards downfield and suddenly it's commercial time, and you just watch everyone standing there for five minutes. 
you know, that's that gives the other team a chance to rest up. It gives them a chance to communicate. You know, maybe the thing would be to leave him out in the middle of the field, not let the coaches talk to him. But uh, you know, I, I, I do think it could be a momentum breaker. Um, I hate I hate instant replay. You're, I, you're, they're only allowed to review the one during the SU game. But one thing that the the television commentators called during the SU game is the booing. Where do, do you have a a feel on that? So what happens was let's say the a Clemson player goes down uh-huh. and they look legitimately hurt. But SU fans can start to suspect that they're faking it for that exact reason, to slow down the momentum. And then we start to boo because we assume they're faking it. Right. Well, there's a rule, There's a rule, I believe, in the NFL that if you do that inside of two minutes, then you're charged a timeout. Oh, really? So, so you got to be able to get up and get yourself off the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but if you do that... Uh, you know, and, and it's obvious, you know, you could be doing it. Oh, God, my arm. You know, yeah, right. My, my arm, my arm. I, oh, I'm not a good-looking boy, fine-looking boy. Now I know why Tigers eat that young, all right? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you can get that guy laying out for you, uh, you know, and taking one for the team. But, uh, you know, what happened to the old days when they had the two guys with the stretcher? Yeah, nah, 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 <laughs> and they run and they out. just threw the body on, they yanked them off the field. Throw Let's bring those guys back. Leather helmets. Yeah, man, bring those guys back. Throw the them stretcher on the stretcher guys. and they run yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Gone. That's it. Yeah, a couple of Keystone cops. Yeah, no time to think about it. Get them off the field. I say do that, man. That's entertainment value right Let's go. That are a couple like hot nurse chicks and the little skimpy outfits with the stretcher guys. I'm listening to you. Let's dress it up. Let's make it fun. Let's dress it up. Make it fun for the fans. I think so. I'm here for you. People, they were commenting on television that it's in poor taste for fans to boo. We don't know what's going on down there. Aren't we? Can't we just assume the worst? And show our worst. You know, I got to tell you something that bothered me even more, and is that even at the college level, any kicker can kick the ball seven yards deep into the end zone on a kickoff. Mm-hmm. They have taken that play out of football. Now I realize letting them run at full speed at each other becomes a more dangerous situation. But a lot of guys that are starting in the game are not uh, on special teams are not starters on offense or defense. Mm-hmm. So this is their chance to shine. Who remembers Billy White Shoes Johnson? You know, who, who, who I know you do, Joe, who, producer Joe. Who, 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 do you remember him? No. You don't remember Billy White Shoes Johnson? No. Google him right now. I'm on it. He used to have white cleats, and he did this dance where he put his hands between his legs when he scored a touchdown. He was a, the Charleston? Are you just do the Charleston? No, watch, watch, watch. Go ahead, go ahead and pull it up. Go Billy pull it up. White Shoes, Billy I'm on White it. Billy White Shoes Johnson, and hit him. any one of his punt returns or kickoff returns. He was exhilarating, exciting. You know, and this guy, when you kick the ball seven yards deep into the end zone, you're not getting a kickoff return anymore. It's an explosive weapon in a game. It's exciting. Anything can happen. And they're unknown players doing it. They've ruined that in the NFL. They've ruined that in college football. Put the ball back five yards like they used to and let them run it out. <laughs> well, hold on, uh, Daniel Baldwin. You're bringing something up here that I think it ties in here on ESPN Syracuse to the SU game. A couple of different calls for uh, excessive celebration or unsportsmanlike conduct. And you're here preaching the benefits of William Arthur Johnson, a.k.a. Billy White Shoes Johnson. Celebration or no celebration with the Celebrated. kids? Celebrated. Yeah. Come on. It's entertainment. Listen, who was it? Uh, James Woods tweeted today that they're talking about um, guys in their uniforms. And they're talking about uniforms in the league right now and all sorts of stuff. And he said, let me tell you something. These are costumes. These are entertainers. People that wear uniforms are first responders and soldiers. And I, I have a tendency to, to buy into that a little bit from James today because these, this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, listen, what do you want to see? They, they, they hardened the baseball. 
They move the fences back in every major league stadium. In football, they allow you to fully extend your arms when you block now. You know, they've done everything they can to set up the passing game, to set up time for a quarterback, to make the ball go out of the ballpark. The only sport that will probably anytime soon have to make it harder to score offensively will maybe basketball. They may raise the rim a little bit just because so much of the game is vertically played over the rim now. So you may see that in the next 10 or 20 years. They'll finally make it 10-6 or something like that. And, And that may happen. But besides that, every game has catered to making more points and more scoring and more excitement. Let them celebrate. Let them celebrate. Give them a time limit. Give them a time. You can celebrate for 10 seconds. Do your dance. Oh, I could do a lot in 10 seconds. Are you kidding me? I made both my kids in 10 seconds. I was going to (laughs) say, both of them together in 10 seconds. That's right, Daniel. That's right. That's right. The only reason you, I'm looking to Billy. Shout out to Mrs. Josh. (laughs) Billy White Shoes Johnson. The only reason you really remember him, not because of his career, but because of his of his dances. Did you see the dances? I'm looking at him right now. It's, it's some un- weird leg shimmy yeah, the thing. Shimmy <laughs> thing. Come on, man. The icky shuffle. He was on the Houston Oilers and then the Falcons, and then closed out his career at the with the Redskins. He was so exciting. That's what you want. You, you're there yes. for a show. Yes, I want my kid. Listen, people go home. My kids all dab. Yeah, my, my do. two my little do. girls. My they do. dab. Dad, my show do. me your dab. They do it. That's fun for them. That they gets love them it. in the game. They eat it up. Bring back Billy White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> you Bring heard it here first. Bring it back. Is he still alive? Hold on, let me see. He's got to still be alive. Please, please he's be like, alive. He's, like in his he's still alive. He's fifty. He's 65 years old. There you go. Let's get Billy, go. Uh, uh, Producer Joe, get Billy White Shoes Johnson on the phone, please. We are live. <laughs> you can get involved. Text line, of course, 315-288-0644. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap things up. Hand it over to Brent Axe. You are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. The Orange pour out out of the field. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange lead the entire game and hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. Coming off an upset of mighty Clemson, it does not get easier this Saturday for the Orange. They head to Miami to face the Hurricanes. Pre-game at 1.30, kickoff at 3.30. Catch Syracuse football all season long on TK99 at ESPN AM 1200. Coming off an upset of mighty Clemson, it does not get easier this Saturday for the Orange. They head to Miami to face the Hurricanes. Pre-game at 1.30, kickoff at 3.30. Catch Syracuse football all season long on TK99 at ESPN AM 1200. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back, and we're going to talk about Joshy. Well, I got a couple of texts and tweets coming in here. First of all, the reviews are flying in there, uh, Daniel. Derek on Twitter says, quote, it doesn't suck. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. You can put your feet up now. (laughs) You are done. And we're talking the entertainment element within within football, essentially. A a lot of the calls this Saturday, or past Friday, rather, on sportsmanlike conduct delay game, just for celebration. Daniel and I both pro-celebration, pro-entertainment in football. And Pat Lucas on Twitter asks, what are your opinions on the XFL? Oh, I think the XFL was genius. I, I wish that it had stuck around longer. You know, when you put a guy like Vince McMahon behind anything, the passion, the, you know, he was, he was a modern-day sports P.T. Barnum, as who he was. Uh, you know, Barnum made it bigger than life. Mm-hmm. He made it a full experience with all kinds of gadgets and gizmos and side stuff going on, along with the main event, which was bigger than life in itself, too. Um, you know, so I was surprised that it didn't go anywhere. But I do have a, a McMahon um, um, championship wrestling Yeah, you story. you mentioned uh, who who Big John Studd during Big the commercial. Big John Studd. Now, how many people can go back to the Haystacks Calhoun 
Big John Stud era. What other sports shows are going to work XFL and Big John Stud into the same break? Go ahead, Daniel Baldwin. So I'm shooting a movie with Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson called Harley Davidson and the Marlboro oh. Man. Um, and during this movie, Big John Stud and Vanessa Williams, Syracuse University fame, uh, both have, uh, they play boyfriend and girlfriend in this movie. And I'm sitting having lunch, and I look over at John, who is, you know, 6'10", 390. I mean, he was just a monstrous man. He wasn't one of those guys that was built like a, you know, a, a rock. You know, one of those guys. He just, he was like a, a fire plug that oh, was really yeah. tall, like a telephone pole. Old school, you know, big wrestling big, guy. Big mount. He was a mountain of a man when they right. said He had no neck. And he had his head looked like an anvil sitting on his giant <laughs> shoulders. So he turned, and, and when he shook my hand the first day he met me, now I'm not a small guy. No. I'm 6'1, 250. And he took his hand and his hand wrapped around mine and went all the way around it and fingers touched his wrist. So imagine that. He wrapped his hand like this and wow. his fingers went all the way around and touched his wrist. He enveloped my hand. The man could rip a tree trunk out he, of the ground. He, 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 so. Now, this will be part of what I guess enabled him to do what, what, what eventually happened, which was we were sitting there, we're talking about wrestling, we're talking about, like I said, and he said, I, I heard you wrestled Daniel. And I looked at him and I went, yes, I did. I said, but, you know, I mean, I wrestled, wrestled. And he said, wrestled, wrestled? And I went, well, I wrestled, like real wrestling, John. I wrestled in high school, I wrestled in college. Well, as soon as I said that, it went from zero to 60 and two, he stood up, what do you mean to really wrestle? You think what I do? Jumping from turnbuckle with Andre the Giant is not real wrestling. And, he, and, he, and I mean, he was getting closer and closer to me. And the closer he got to me as he walked around the table, the more I realized I could hit this guy with a baseball bat and we just get him mad. You know I mean? So I kind of froze thinking, I think he's going to hit me. And he reached over and grabbed my shoulder. So his, his hand was almost on the side of my neck. And he picked me up with one hand by my shoulder. At the time, I weighed 245 pounds. And with one hand, he just grabbed my shoulder and lifted me a foot off the ground and held me up over his head and went, all right, he's still young. I couldn't think of anything what he was saying. I just felt my feet dangling off the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, looking around to see how who's really picking me up. Could another human being pick up a 245-pound man with one hand by the shoulder? And it wasn't like he reached under my armpit to get leverage. He just gripped my shoulder so hard and picked me up off the ground. And I had a newfound respect for Big John Stud, <laughs> championship wrestling, all of it. Because I'd never seen anything like that before. No! One hand. And he put you down and did you need to change your pants after that? Everyone was, yeah, literally. (laughs) Everyone was going, John, John, calm down. He goes, you know, he kind of came down and he stomped away and he wasn't very friendly to me the rest of the film, but I'll never forget. I had like deep finger bruises in in my back and Mm -hmm. a thumb bruise in my front where he picked me up from for like a week. But he, but the idea that he could pick, I would challenge anyone to to find someone big enough and strong enough to pick up another big human being with one hand. Well, it's those old stories of those guys because Big John Studd and uh, and Andre the Giant, right. Andre the Giant drinking, I think like like sixty five beers or something. Yeah, yeah, and eating just to get a buzz. Pizzas and these guys were just gargantuan men. These are yeah. huge guys. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, when you're that big, that would be the equivalent of us picking up a hundred pound person. Exactly, which I don't so, think I could do. So, I probably couldn't do that either, but I'm sure I know guys that could. I probably couldn't do that. Um, so XFL, pro XFL. I'm pro XFL. I'm pro, I, XFL. I'm pro everything. Topical. Pro everything. Celebrate just a recap here. <laughs> right. Wow. All right, Daniel Paulden, pro everything. Anything yeah, goes. Yeah, take uh, it off. <laughs> Uh, we're pro celebration. Call me Gwyneth, please. Yeah, I got it. Pro. If he's got to wear a robe, he'll wear a robe. Uh, he'll be he'll be chased around. He doesn't mind. Um, 
Dino Babers, we think we got him for a while. You think that yeah, we've Dino's got? Yeah, Dino's not good. Dino's not going anywhere. He's too smart for that. We think that we've got a good program here. We do. And, uh, we do. We're building. We're building. Like I said, the reality of it is, we got to beat Wake. We got to beat Boston College. If we can sneak one at Florida State, Miami, or Louisville, and I think we could win two of those. I, you know, I don't think we're going to run the slate. That's a lot to ask them because all three of those big games are on the road. Syracuse is going to be up against it in Miami this week. If they take what they did against Clemson and use it as momentum. But, you know, it's tough. When you've climbed the mountain and gotten to the top like that, it's tough to stay on the top. A lot of people want to knock you down. And the one guy you were asking about, uh, <laughs> closing the XFL discussion, you kept saying there's a guy. Wasn't there a guy that went Tommy pro- Maddox. Tommy Maddox yes. left the XFL, played for the Steelers for four seasons. And he started like a couple of them, I'm yes. pretty sure. And then he went to the to the Philadelphia Soul. Which... He did. He did go to Philadelphia Soul. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia saw it. Yes, uh, Daniel Baldwin on Twitter, of course, at ESPN Syracuse here. Uh, if you want to get involved with Brent Axe, we'll be following that coming up next. The studio line, 315-437-7644. Text line, 315-288-0644. Finally, your call tonight. You said Nostra Daniel? Nostra Daniel says, take the 7.5 on the road with the Colts. And also, may I add Go that ahead. we're becoming quite a powerful lead-in for Mr. Axe right now. Look at this. Do you see this? We have taken his audience from 10 to at least 12 listeners. I think. 16. 16 on the on. maybe maybe 20 by the That's time right. of the weekend. Power Gwyneth Paltrow, ladies and gentlemen. We will be here uh, every, <laughs> every single day. Well, assuming that we don't get uh, kicked off the air today. But uh, every single day this week... Daniel, myself, 3 to 4 p.m. here on ESPN Syracuse. You can get involved anytime. We will oh. take your calls and questions anytime. Yes. Friday, I'm on the road. I might have to do the show from, from Los Angeles. And guess why? Why? In the room with Daniel will be the incomparable, the straw that stirred the New York Mets. Daryl Strawberry Holy with Daniel Baldwin cow. in Los Angeles. Can we get Daryl to call on the show with me? I believe we can. That can be dangerous. All right, you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Brent Axe up next. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.